Hey everyone, this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music, and today I am back on again with Kayla Silverman. She has just put out an all-new track titled Mine. I am loving it more than you will ever know. In the next 20 minutes, it's just going to be, be me like talking her up and checking in on her. So Kayla, thank you so much for coming back on. How are you doing today? Uh, so good to be back here again. Um, I hope everyone is well and, and staying safe. Yeah, all is good. All is good. Just living life, getting through it, figuring everything <laughs> out, you know, <laughs> life goes on, life goes on, music gets made. Um, but let's, let's hop right into this single. So uh, again, I would love to hear all about the lyrical content and sort of just a general consensus and overview of this song for everyone. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So my my next single, Mine, coming out September um, 3rd, is this song about growing up and the, the beauty of growing up and and finding a place that's completely yours. Um, so I wrote the song with my best friend, Evan Sieplick, and it's about um, my love for my apartment. I moved into <laughs> Boston. I moved to the Boston. Yeah, exactly. It's a love song to uh, a place. That's got to um, be a first. <laughs> <laughs> and um i was gonna say and so um what was i gonna say and so it basically i moved into this dingy little apartment it was i lived by myself in boston um to go to um, college at berkeley and everything was falling apart the the lights weren't working i my fridge crazy story my fridge stopped working and so my landlord couldn't get me a fridge <laughs> for um, a month and a half, like two months. And so I used, so I went off and I bought this like mini little fridge and I actually hosted Thanksgiving dinner. And like I, and I made a full ass like three course meal with this tiny mini fridge. I still am very proud of myself for that. Um, but it's like, yeah, this dingy apartment, but, and you know, things were a mess, but it was my mess and it was my apartment. And it was, right. it was this incredible feeling of, you know what, it's not perfect, but it's mine. And it's a place yes. that's completely. And so um, the song basically goes through the different like things that I would do in this apartment. You know, there's, I would basically sit outside the window and it's actually, it's funny because my window was facing another apartment and I was watching other people live their lives. And I, there's always this couple that was always making pasta together and I would see them. And so I would, the first verse is basically me um, looking at the window and being like, wow, like, this is my view, you know, but I love it, you know? And then the second um, verse is me um, sitting in bed, like turning off the lights all by myself, um, you know, like being alone, but but um, then counting myself to sleep by saying my blessings and counting my blessings in the apartment was always one of them. So that was basically the, the, the idea of the song. I love that yeah. so much. I didn't think how relatable that would be. I've been in that same exact position before where I'm just like, I'm in this really crappy apartment, but <laughs> I'm by myself. I'm self-sufficient. I'm independent. I don't have to you know, rely on my parents for things anymore. Like as crappy and as bad as it seems looking out from the outside, really the feeling of having it being yours is just the most comforting feeling. Oh, I love that you've made a song that encapsulates that. That's crazy. I would have never guessed. Like, thank you, thank you. I think you need I, a music video that just detailed everything that you just said. Actually, I do. I have a, a music video coming out the day of the release, and it's basically me walking around 
with my um, my cat Kubel. Um, I think we mentioned her in my that last interview when she, she popped high. Um, and uh, so it's me and her chilling out in my my. Actually, I move into a new apartment, so it's my new apartment, okay. but it's still that same feel of like, yeah, this is mine. Well, I have not seen that video, but I will make sure to include it in everything because you've just given me like the visual representation. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Once again, the production is an 11 out of 10. Seriously. And I mean that like from the bottom of my heart. It is once again so intimate. There's so much happening in the background and like the converging almost choir-like vocals that like happen towards like two thirds of the way in sent like literal shivers down my spine. I, I cannot, I cannot even put it into words how much I've enjoyed listening to this song. Can you speak once again on the production and sort of just the background of putting it all together? What made me fall in love with this? I, um, I worked with my producer. So I basically have two main producers. Um, one of them that's like mostly my sound engineer and the other one that finishes up the like final product. Um, my sound engineer, his name is Josh Kay. Um, he goes to Berkeley and I brought him this song and we spent like three months um, um, setting it all up together, um, getting exactly the sound that I wanted for this because I really wanted this to be a special song. And this also was the first time that I used live strings um, in my um, in my compositions. Oh, which is. And so, yeah, the, those are all um, recorded at Berkeley in the stu recording studio by NEC students, New England Conservatory, um, classical um, uh, string players. And um, it was a range I worked with one of my other really good friends named Eduardo Chopran. And he was, he, we worked tirelessly on the string arrangement together, um, sending back and forth projects and tweaking things and, um, and really, um, it, it took, it took months uh, to- I to can tell. But it paid off. It's it's so much. I think now knowing that it's actual strings and not just like a keyboard arrangement or like oh yeah, I found like this you know this little patch on something and I just kind of looped it in. That makes it all the better. The fact that you've how do you even begin to arrange something like that? Do you just kind of hear it in your head and try to explain it and say do this? I don't I don't know how that works. Kind of, it's it's really interesting, um, especially working with arrangers and producers. Um, it's really, I think I've mentioned this in the other one as well, based on trust and kind of this understanding. And sometimes, you know, musicians have different languages, and I have to learn their language, like the specific textbook mm -hmm. language, and talking about bowing techniques and talking about what kind of dynamics I want. But also, a lot of it is just kind of a feeling, and I say I want this feeling right mm -hmm. here and I need it to swell and I need it to gain pressure and I need to release and it's and those kind of abstract um details are actually the most important to me because they're it's a more emotional based on a feeling if that yeah. makes any sense that's and what I love also is it with those feelings is I get to give my other people that I'm collaborating with um the freedom to also put in their own emotions and be like okay this is what it feels like to me um and so that's why i love working with other arrangers and other producers because they also can put on you know they can also put their own take to the song and then i kind of piece it all together that's amazing and i feel like people that have actually made it this far in their lives and have chosen to like i'm going to play this instrument and i'm going to go to school for it can actually grasp what you're saying and you know what I mean? And like get the feeling and try to emulate it and adjust based on what you're feeling. So that's, oh, that 
percent. Yeah, the one thing I had in my notes was that I feel that this song, not that Breaking and Entering was not grand sounding, but this one feels a lot bigger and it like, it starts off smaller, which is like the intimate feeling that I get, but then it like balloons up and it like explodes in sound and it's so unassuming. But then it just kind of, oh man, I, yeah, again, I'm just like gushing about which I like it, but it's really, it's really that great. And, Thank you so much. and I, I, again, I hope everyone listens. Um, oh. One thing I wanted to know here, because, you know, you're, you're releasing music fairly regularly at this point, it's been a consistent thing and I know you're busy. I want to know, do you work on songs one at a time or in batches, or does it just, you have an idea and you start working on it separately? How does your process sort of work like that? Um, how, how, how do I approach this question? I, it really depends. Um, a lot of the times I will work in batches where I'll start with my producer, I'll write a song. Most of the time I finish this, I write a song um, um, with my, my best friend Evan um, or by myself and then I'll bring it to my producer or my arranger Eduardo um, and then I'll have like a final product that I kind of know how to get there. And so then I'll be working with a producer, but sometimes there are days where it's like, you know what, I need to just let that track just rest. Um, I also, yeah. between recording sessions, I listen to each track probably 50 times over in my head, trying to like, uh, you know, it just- Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know, but it's just like, it's a lot. And, and it, it, it's, being, it's being too close to the situation. And it's just like, you you can hear something a thousand times and you're like, what am I even, this sucks. Like, what am I doing at this point? But yeah, you do need to sort of let it sit for a minute and marinate. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause there are times where, you know, I'll, you know, all these songs and my bodies of work, I've listened to probably, you know, hundreds of times. I don't, I don't, I don't really know how many times I've listened to it just right. because I'm trying to be as analytical as possible and intentional. Um, but because of that, sometimes it ruins the the spark in the song that yeah. I first heard when I first heard it, or when I first you know wrote the lyrics, it was there. So sometimes it's really great to just let it sit for maybe a month, let it sit for another month, and then just kind of then bring it back and say, ah, oh, there's the magic, thank God, and I can keep on going uh, with the song. But sometimes there, I just finish another song for my upcoming album, so I have an EP coming out, and then the next album is coming soon. So awesome. it's kind of like always working on the next thing. Right. Um, but for that one song, I fell in love with it, and I worked on it only, and I finished that up in a few weeks. And so there are sometimes where I I will go one by one, but you know if I really I'm on that, I'm yeah. on that motivation. But most of the time, I do enjoy working on different ones because then I can also see a arc in my body of work sure. where it's like, oh, this here, this melody can also relate to here, and this song can transition to this one, and it makes just sense. So that's usually how I like to approach my music creation. I, I get that, and it's not like you know, like if something comes to you while you're driving or walking down the street, you're not going to be like, well, I'm already working on this song. So now I'm just going to like let it go <laughs> at that time. Exactly. And that's why we have our notes app where we can just sing into our phones and oh, save it for God later. For <laughs> thank God. Seriously. Now, you know, again, I know that you're busy just with life and music as a whole, but is there anything outside of music that you feel is sort of up to your skills as a musician? Maybe like a normal hobby you have or just like general life things that improve your ability to create? That's a 
definitely. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a religious working, I, how do I say, gym shark or a gym rack or whatever. I love working out, getting active. Um, I love lifting weights. That's my favorite thing to do. Um, it kind of is empowering in a way. Um, I also, literally, so, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What's been amazing is um, doing live shows um, uh, and jumping around and exerting my energy and saying, oh, shoot, like, I'm not even that tired. Like, I can keep it going. Um, and yeah. so that's definitely helped my progress. It also um, is a way for me to kind of just take a break, you know, from music, from school, from life. And it's just like, I'm in this one space and I'm pretty much only either listening to music or I'm only just like talking to myself. Yeah. And it's definitely a space to actually do a lot of reflection. So I would say that being in the gym, I'm working out. And also another thing is I, um, I'm really into nutrition as well. So like cooking or um, making, I meal prep sometimes where I like a, basically I'll like make food for myself for four days. And that like yeah. you know, two hours where I'm meal prepping is another time to just reflection and saying, okay, how can I nourish my body while also nourishing my life and all that kind of stuff. I think we might be the same person. You just described my life literally the same exact. Yeah, I mean, I get it because lifting weights is like nothing else matters besides finishing that set. Like you can't, you you have to like sort of block off your mind on whatever's in there because you have a lot of weight in your hands and you could hurt yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and then... And then the meal prepping thing is just like, yeah, like I take away Sundays or Mondays and I make food for the week. And it's like, you're like laser focused on the timing. I'm like, okay, this is baking. So I got to roast this. And it's just like, it's like a whole, it's like a math equation and you're just trying oh, to figure it out perfectly. hundred percent. I, what I like to do, especially for weights and, and like weight training, I'll go, I like, you know, break them up in my head. I'll be like, if I can just get five of these reps. Okay. <laughs> five more and I yeah. know it's hard five more and that's usually how I do it and it's very rewarding to kind of um challenge my mind in that way uh which is totally a different you know way when I'm creating music and challenging myself and pushing myself forward right like well it's just a never-ending cycle of challenging yourself and hitting those goals and you have to be thankful for that like there's so many people that don't have the drive or the willpower to accomplish anything in their lives so the fact that you're getting it you're getting in there you're making music you're a student you're doing everything like just pat yourself on the back right there thank you so much you know what actually what made me learn that um the hard way is like i live by myself and it's like hey if you're not gonna do it it's not gonna get done if you don't do the dishes no no one's gonna come in and do them for you um mm -hmm. so it's kind of allowed me to apply that elsewhere. It's like, yo, if you're not going to go to the gym, no one else is going to go to the gym for you. So right. <laughs> now, the best way is just throw an 18 year old kid in their own apartment and say, Lord, clothes aren't going to wash themselves. <laughs> like, they got to do your laundry. Yeah, dude, clean up after yourself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so I, I got to know for someone just starting out in the music, business or even just thinking about making music for the first time now that you've really accomplished so much and you're on the way to you know releasing an ep and an album mm -hmm. are there any tips and tricks that you would recommend for someone uh, who wants to give it a go there are a few things um i would say that i that i learned that i'm really happy that i have embraced um, i see a lot of um, self-made artists 
mm-hmm. which is, and you know, I see them on TikTok and they're like, <laughs> yeah. I produce this all myself. I market this all myself. I, you know, I played all the instruments. I did this. And it's really impressive to be able to make sure on track. It's really be impressive. Um, but there, but getting help and having a team around you is not bad. Um, and a lot of people take pride in doing it all yourself. But for me, collaboration and like, I love my team. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, my, my manager is my best friend, you know, one of my best friends or like my um, arranger, Eduardo, you know, we went to a concert yesterday, you know, it's, it's very like, um, and, but then we sit down and, and, and we make music together and, and it's a beautiful experience. And then, you know, I'll have like my, my friends who are also artists, I'll like bring them into my own, you know, project. And it's, there's no shame in getting help because, you know, a combined effort is so much better than just one single perspective and one single uh, totally. venue, you know? So uh, I, I would say that's one thing. And then another one is listen to as much music as possible. I know that's a really huge cliche, but- um, It's not. You know, There's I, a lot of people that listen to the same song over and over and over, and they don't really branch out. And I think in terms of making music, you kind of, it doesn't matter what genre of music you're making, it's best to listen to everything to like sort of influence yourself. Oh, 100%. And there's also things in, you know, I'm not a huge pop punk um, fan, I'll admit it, but I will sometimes force myself to listen to that music to then realize, hey, like, why don't you like this music? Or you know what, can you can you like this music? And what can you then implement um, elsewhere into your own music? And so it's very, I think of music very analytically, and I, and I try to just branch out as much as possible because you never know. Um, I remember sure. in, in quarantine, I had a really dear friend of mine. Um, we did these listening parties together and he's a music connoisseur and he he listens to everything and anything. And he really, he introduced me to Wise Blood. I think I mentioned was one of my biggest influences. Yes. And if it wasn't for him, I would not be the musician I am today. So it's kind of, you never know. You never know what will inspire you. It's true. Um, so that's my, my two big tips, uh, yeah. Those are great tips. And now I wanna hear the Kayla Silverman pop punk record. 2025 let's get it going i did have a very short-lived pop punk um actually experience my my friend he's in a band at berkeley and he wanted to do um want me to forget 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 me too by halsey and um young blood they Mm -hmm. wanted to do a cover and they asked me to sing and i was like you want me to sing pop punk vocals i was like all right fine and so we made like a music video and it's, it's out on youtube if anyone wants to see it but um <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. My, my career was very short-lived <laughs> <laughs> awesome well hey so. you know what if it gets uh if it gets a following on it who knows <laughs> give the people what they want i'll make an alter ego how about that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um <laughs> so it, it sounds like you have a lot planned at the moment I, I kind of want to know, this is, a, this is a tough question because who really knows, but what does the next year of your life look like in terms of just life and music and just general? Definitely. Um, so I am obviously going to go into starting school very soon. I'm a Berkeley College student. Um, so I'm going to be learning a lot of composition aspects. I've always wanted to be able to arrange for strings and just arrange for orchestras. And so I'm slowly learning how to really effectively do that. So 
Um, that's one thing, but I'm also working on an album um, at the moment that is gonna that's gonna come after uh, my EP. Hopefully in a year. Hopefully in a few months. I'm I'm really trying to figure out how to how to effectively do that. Yeah. Um, but I have a single come. Uh, you know, that's ready to go. I have the image. I have the branding right right after the EP is done. So I'm excited awesome. to drop that very soon. And get that starting in kind of a new era, um, if you will, of, of my music and my look and my branding. Um, but for me, the biggest thing is I've started really um, arranging for live strings and live mm. musicians. And so one of my my songs uh, for the upcoming album is basically going to be a rhythm section. So that's like my regular touring bands is drums, bass, um, guitars. Um, and piano and then I'm going to have a string section and then I'm going to have a big brass section and they're all going to come <laughs> together and do something really huge um which I'm super excited about so that's pretty much that's pretty much it's going to it's going to keep me pretty busy <laughs> I would say so I would say so yeah okay because a lot of people are like mm, I don't know I'll just kind of figure it out and it's like no if you want to be effective at this type of thing you just got to plan you gotta i mean it sounds like you got it together so, Thank you so much. I, really I can't it. wait to hear it all I'll just say that um so yeah last time we spoke we quickly realized we have a lot of the same music interests and so i want to know it's been a couple months at this point what are you listening to what can you recommend that i listen to and just anyone in general let me pull up my pull it up um, I have been really into, um, let's see, I just re listening to, okay, here, here, I'm really into Sharon Von Etten and Angel uh, yes. They're one of my, they're, they just released a, uh, du like a duet called Like I Used To, and I listened to that while I work out, and man, is that empowering. Awesome. Um, I started getting really into St. Vincent. I've already, I've always been a fan of her, but, um, I listened to her whole discography the other day, and she is pretty badass she's oh she's such a like a, also a marketing genius and i really look yeah. at her inspiration because man she keeps people on you know on their toes um i'm trying to look what else am i super into um matt maltese i know he blew up on tiktok but he has other really amazing songs um, other than as oh so he sings the songs like as the world caves in um okay. and another song is curl up and die and he's he basically he it's it's very lush indie indie music and i he's such a great niche and such a such a genius so i've been listening to him a lot what about okay. you what have you been listening to oh man uh let's see in the last few days um do you know who big red machine is i've heard the name yeah it's the project of like um justin vernon who is bon Iver. And he basically like did a collaboration album with some of like the best artists like uh, Robin Pecknold from Fleet Foxes does a bunch of uh, vocal features like he got I mean Taylor Swift is on it like there's a bunch of amazing songs so I've been listening to that. Oh. Um, there's I don't know if you're familiar with the band King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard maybe maybe not yeah, yeah they're like one of my favorite bands of all time. They just put out an album called Butterfly 3000, which is super different from their normal sound. It's like a psychedelic, disco-y, like, I don't even know. It's just like, ugh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm always just like listening to playlists I've made or just like 
random stuff. But I think for sure that you would like this Big Red Machine album. It's definitely up your alley. Oh, 100%. I'll definitely check it out. It's pretty that'd, awesome. That'd Thank you so much for recommending. You're welcome. I'm, yeah, when am I not listening to music? When are we not listening to music? <laughs> exactly. True. Um, okay, Kayla, I have one more question for you. And it is the same question because who knows who is watching this? Basically, it's the same thing. For the person that is going to discover you from this, for the person that is going to listen to you for the first time, what is an opening message that you would like to say to them? Yeah. Um, well, for mine especially, it's... Um... The song is basically finding the voices um, in the silence. Um, it, it, it grows, you know, it basically the song at least is from um, me. It's like a little tinkering in my house and then slowly going into an orchestra. So basically creating things and creating lush sounds from the everyday. And um, it's, it's basically, I, I think I mentioned this again, romanticizing everyday life and taking out the glory in living by yourself or falling in love with falling in love and, and, and um, you know, just reveling in an amazing feeling or, and even, you know, in other songs for like, um, look away, it was really agonizing my, you know, insecurities. And so it's really taking that like glorification of life and putting it to the extreme and really having those you know, three minutes of just, you know, either, you know, complete and utter, utter joy or, you know, this, this feeling of hopelessness. And so it, it basically is, I, I want to challenge people and, and really just concentrate on emotions. So that's, it's, it's kind of an emotional overload. That's what I would, that's like, that's like what I would say. Um, there is but, nothing uh, wrong with that. I love that. <laughs> Once again, Kayla, this has been such a such a pleasure to get to talk to you and to get to like experience your music and really like get into your head about it. I cannot thank you enough for coming back on. And for everyone else out there, mine is out and will be out by the time this is out. Listen to it, listen to everything else and just like really take it in, like listen and just experience it. I, I cannot talk you up enough. You make amazing music. Thank you so much. That means the world. You are so welcome. I sincerely hope you have a great rest of your day and we will definitely be talking soon. Oh, you as well. Bye everyone. Stay safe. Bye-bye.